0: Yeah, so.
1: Can I what just about say, you? Can I just say before I, I um, uh, give you guys my flavor of the week that I got McDonald's before this podcast, as I always do on Saturdays after work. And they gave me a plastic straw, and I've never been so happy about receiving plastic. Because <laughs> McDonald's swapped to the paper straws, and like, I don't know, they, they just feel weird. Oh, you were counting down, but I was doing intro?
0: Yeah, dog. I said I'll do the countdown.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> I get it, I get it. Yo, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, welcome back to the <laughs> Herbal Synergy Podcast. I'm your host, Sinji, and with me, as always, Irby. I'm all fucked up right now, what's up, Irby? You
0: know the usual, nothing too much, living my best life.
1: That's my bad. I misunderstood. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I didn't say countdown and intro. Uh,
1: you know, I thought they went with each other.
0: Nah, man. Yeah, that's when funny. that when the producer be like three, two, one, action, do they start start the scene? Or do the actors start the scene.
1: I mean, dude, be like one, two, three, action. So like, I yeah. like thought you were gonna say uh, something after three at least. Nah, that's not me, dog. Yo, so you said you had a flavor that, um, I think you're giving it to to Tower of God? Yeah, I
0: was gonna do, uh, when Dorsey was trying to use Instant Transmission to get to Bam, I thought that was kind of funny and hilarious. Um, yeah, a little slight kind of DBZ and Tower of God for you, but, uh, it was kind of like, you know, her Instant Transmission is, like, uh, it's bong bong. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. So, bong yeah. So, nice spin on it. Thought it was funny. Nice tie-in. Don't mind that sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. So,
1: can I what just about say, you? Can I just say before I, I um, uh, give you guys my flavor of the week that I got McDonald's before this podcast, as I always do on Saturdays after work. And they gave me a plastic straw, and I've never been so happy about receiving plastic. Because <laughs> McDonald's swapped to the paper straws, and like, I don't know, they, they just feel weird.
0: I've never had a... Well, I haven't had McDonald's in years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, flavor, I think I'm gonna give it to... I don't know man. I honestly don't really know. I mean I could give it to ReZero for the, the very last episode. But then again I can also give it to Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give it to uh, ReZero. The episode where uh, the last episode where brother and sister unite, my man just straight up said I'm out the sanctuary. I'm about to celebrate by beating this black bitch or some shit like that.
0: Evil something, you know, something rather. I don't know.
1: She's not black. She's dressed in black. Yeah. Just just putting that out there.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Um, what do you want to start with, Herbie?
0: Uh, you wanna get into some super?
1: Yeah, we can do some super. Um, there's not much to divulge here. Uh, Granola got his ass beat by Gas, and Vegeta, being the the guy who comes in second all the time, that guy that he is, um, without even any explanation, just gave Goku the rest of his energy and said, "Hey, don't waste it. Go do what you do." And yeah. Goku went Ultra Instinct, I believe. It's kind of hard to tell, black and white. You know, he has many hair colors now. And yeah. to keep the rest of the area from danger, he instant transmissioned them to the planet... What's that guy's name is?
0: um, I forget, I forget his name. Uh, Jocko.
1: Jocko. You know, some planet Jocko was on, and Jocko was like, oh, this is easy. And Well, it's about to get a lot harder. Yeah. And there, that's all there really was to that episode. It was kind of setting up Goku's fight, because, you know, LOL, Goku... Always finishes enemies. Yeah, but I have an interesting question for you, Irby.
0: Mhm.
1: Which form do you think takes um superior? Which form do you think is superior, Ultra Instinct or Ultra Ego?
0: And why? Probably, probably Instinct, because uh, Goku's the main character.
1: See that my reason was Instinct because. Vegeta's whole premise, even though they gave him that form to compete with Ultra I- uh, Instinct, haha, Vegeta doesn't want to do anything the way Goku does it. Which, he had no problem going Super Saiyan 1 and Super Saiyan 2, but we got, and Super Saiyan Red, Super Saiyan Blue, and it was just like, LOL, I don't want to follow Kakarot, but we're Saiyans and pretty much have the same forms. Yeah. But I just think, Vegeta's um whole transformation is based on Using damage to amplify power. Well, Goku's Ultra Instinct is based on not getting hit and, well, really not getting hit. Yeah. So, like, Vegeta, and we've already know, uh, pr- the show's already proven that Vegeta can take too much damage. So, yeah. I was just like, alright, way to give him a form to try to compete with Ultra Instinct but doesn't really compete with Ultra Instinct.
0: Well, you know, they gotta do that because that's uh, Dragon Ball Z, so... Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, it's all the same to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, do you want to talk about Boruto?
0: Yeah, well, a couple I... other things. I had um... oh, a... Okay. For Super, I kind of liked how uh... Uh, Gas shot out um, his his eyes. I was like, "Oh, shot him in the eyes. That was going to be one of my flavors. Uh, It was kind of brutal. I was like, ooh, yeah. Shot out his eyes. Uh, And then he had that little moment with Goku. He was like, oh, why aren't you angry? And he's like, oh, I'm mad, but the anger messes up with my my form, so I thought that was notable to mention.
1: Goku knows how to control... But Goku's always kind of known how to control his rage for a Saiyan.
0: But yeah, well... Part of the the whole Saiyan thing is being controlled rage, I guess you could say. But um, well, but Vegeta, he can't have Vegeta any anger theory, with
1: that. Yeah, Vegeta's theory in the past was anger was the key to the to the power, and like Goku's thing is I can't be angry or my power well, won't work.
0: That's for Ultra Instinct. But the, the the first Saiyan thing that it's all about rage mm-hmm. for there, So. The but, Ultra instinct was different, so um,
1: for some reason, I thought like since we're like heavily mentioning Bardock, Bardock, how do you pronounce his name? Bardock, yeah, and Go- Goku's mentioning, like, hey, I don't know anything about that. I was like, why do I feel like Goku's gonna gain memories at some point?
0: He shouldn't gain memories because I, I just feel like he shouldn't, but that's me, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, into Boruto, so...
1: I kind of skimmed through it just to see what was going on. So, like, I, I know what, what happens by the end of this chapter. Yeah. And why it's it kinda,
0: happens. It's kind of funky. So, uh, Naruto runs to Boruto. Um, he, he's kind of... I think is still dead at this point. And, uh... Kawaki got some main strength, and the karma back, and you know, he killed Borto and uh, they're like, oh, now you don't have a sacrifice for the divine tree. So Code tries to flee, but he doesn't. Kawaki shrunk the, the claw marks so, so he couldn't use them. And then Kawaki proceeds to lay a beat down on Code and is like, I'll eliminate anyone threatening Lord Seven's life, even my bro. I, this was almost going to be my flavor of the week, but you know, it's a notable dimension. And, uh, and he's like, well, what makes you think I'd let you get away anyway? So I'm like, "Oh, okay. And then my man Naruto is in a stupor over Boruto, and Shikamaru yells at him to get a grip. He's like, you're the Hokage, remember? And she's uh, like, Boruto chose this to protect the rest of us. And then Kawaki goes to kill Code, but doesn't really kill him. He pulls that little boy, Damon, out and reflected Kawaki's attack at him, knocked him out. Um, So... Also, in Lane, talk soon. And Shigamar's like, We should deal with Kawaki since he murdered in cold blood. And Naruto's like, I don't want to hear it. I want to abandon him. Says that it's not his fault. He didn't do it alone. Gets spilled about his family. And Shigamar's like, He killed your son, Boruto. And then Boruto awakens. And uh, Momoshiki saved him. And because he used the remaining 18% or whatever Momoshiki can't revive but uh so
1: doesn't it just essentially he, mean that like he um stalled the process
0: no i don't think he he i don't think he can come back at all cuz he had to use his own material to keep him from reviving cuz he kind of explained it to him he was like well i can't come back but um, you that just means you now are a full whatever, and you can still be sacrificed to the tree.
1: Um, so
0: he's like, "Oh, that happens, but there's gonna be more stuff coming on." So.
1: Okay, so Boruto won't ever get taken over. I might, I might start reading again soon.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting now. It's def- way better reading it versus what,
1: definitely watching Definitely better it. watching it, but like, it's those. Moments like when Naruto said by the Koroba, like you you should watch those episodes.
0: Nah, that's too sad. I don't want to cry. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my god. But yeah. So I guess um, I'll go into Jujutsu now. So, Jujutsu,
1: uh, short and sweet. Unlike fucking Chojin. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I'd, 45 I'd get chapters of fucking nothing. Yeah. Um. So this one, so Yuta notices he's being watched by a couple high level sorcerers. And we find out Yuta can use positive energy from reverse, uh, reverse positive yeah.
1: energy.
0: Yeah. Uh from reverse control technique to dispel a cursed spirit. And there's this little cockroach thing that he's fighting and Yuta's on the ropes and he's like, I don't want to use my curse technique to, uh positive energy to you don't I don't wanna reveal it but he ends up kissing the cockroach to kill it and he gained 5 points
1: fucking he ended up kissing
0: it <laughs> yeah it was the quickest way and the lady pops down and she's like oh I see you know how to use um reverse flow positive energy techniques I'm like oh okay
1: she better move That'll... real quick that's what we're about to come spinning
0: yeah so um that was yeah bad. nothing too much there yeah So got that done
1: which are you more excited about talking um tower of god or my senpai is annoying
0: tower god or my senpai is annoying let's see ah they're they're equally i feel like uh senpai is a little quicker to talk about
1: all right let's go through senpai then
0: yeah so let's see let me scroll through my notes here
1: take your time um episode four Igarashi yes. gets a cold and a fever which was a little confusing to me like you can have both Man, I guess it's not
0: yeah so um so Crazy she's bingo. out sick <laughs> yeah is she uh
1: I forgot to mention this last week um I think episode three was my favorite episode and will be my favorite episode cause all those kids with the one girl that was missing a scarf the lost her scarf yeah, they were all wearing straw hats with red uh, bands, and I was like, "Oh, we got a bunch of Luffy fans here."
0: Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so she sent out a, a a text message to the group chat, but uh Takeda doesn't get it because he has a old Nokia phone. So Igawashi, she's like jumping down the rabbit hole. She thinks she's gonna die. She's like, "What if I I, I die? No one knows." And da da da. So um. So then she's like, there's no food in the house, so she goes to leave, and Takaba shows up just as she was about to leave. And she's just like, he he has food and stuff, and she's like, Wait, can you cook for me? And uh so he cooks food and and makes she her eats udon. it. Yeah, udon. And later on she's kind of embarrassed about the state of her place. I'm like, why, girl? You you gotta feed when sick. Everyone knows, and uh, Tagupa says something about she had quite the fever, and they, you know, they leave whatever. Um, so, and then he leaves tells her I should get a smartphone, and and she's like, yeah, I can help her the next day off, and they go cell phone shopping. And this part was funny too. The clerk says, "So you're shopping with your daughter?" <laughs> yeah.
1: How about how my man spent like all night just trying to send a thank you text?
0: Yeah, he's really computer illiterate. Or phone illiterate. So, so then uh not to me calls calls Igorashi and she starts chiding her and she's like, Well, I saw you someday with a big old burly man. And the next day, Takada gets a cold. And so the first thing happens. She shows up with him for food and she cooks for him and the oven mitts. I thought this was another funny part. She was like, she called a strikeout a home run, which is kind of funny. She was like, home run. Cause she's like, these are like baseball mitts in her mind. And let's see. So then she feeds him and he tells her she would make a great partner for someone one day. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, you don't get the hint. So then we find out Takeda gets his cold from standing under a waterfall for his training, which is crazy. And this was the other part that was funny too, how she she touches his face and was like, Oh, you're so scraggly. And she like screams and he wakes up and he's like, What are you doing? And then she doodle chops on him on the back of the neck and then leaves.
1: So I was <laughs> I was thinking, I was just like, okay, because like, obviously the show points at the love interest in the office, but Igarashi and Takeda are like completely incompatible uh, when it comes to like sizes. Like she barely reaches his kneecaps. How are those two supposed to have an intimate relationship?
0: Size don't matter, dog.
1: Bruh, he will break her.
0: He might. He might not. You never know.
1: She would have to pray that like all his size went to the rest of him.
0: Maybe. I don't know. But anyhow.
1: I'm just saying, that's like a football player, a football linebacker in a midget.
0: Sometimes it happens that way. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't. But anyhow, um. So the next episode is Valentine's Day Sympathy and natsumi and Igawashi go to a movie and she's kind of glowing because some little kid uh, called them both ladies because they got lost He's like i'm lost i don't know where to go and she's like thank you ladies
1: yeah iguashi <laughs> was feeling herself like yeah someone saw me as a woman yeah
0: so then we find out that uh shaku uh sakurai is gonna make chocolate for the whole office And Igawashi is looking for Takeda, who's out on a conference call. And the chief calls him and she's like, Oh, you just leave the office. And then he's like, Oh, that means she's going home too. So he ended up inviting Igawashi out to dinner. And I'm like, Oh, that was
1: interesting that he thought about her. I was like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It could just be like a friend thing. Like, hey, I'm in the area. We'll get some dinner. Listen, yeah, motherfucker, sure.
1: this is a show you pick. You might as well support them.
0: Shoot. You don't know? I'd just be looking. Um, so, anyhow, uh, so she agrees and she's just like, she just runs her dog. She's like, oh, I'm going out. I'm leaving out. Bye.
1: And she's just like, yeah, girl. Get it.
0: Yeah. And then so. The little boy from earlier is being accosted by two villains. And Takada saves him. And it turns out it's Sakurai's little brother. And Takada's like, oh, hey, y'all want to get some ramen with us? And Sakurai's like, nope, we're, we're, we we got something else to do. Goodbye. And so then they go to the place. And we found his first name is Furami. And he's always uh, there eating there. And the ramen shop owner's pretty, pretty cool, too. He was talking about his Valentine's Day special, which is like chocolate noodles. He, and his motto is like, oh, he's pushing the envelope. So I kind of respect that. And we found out Takeda or Takeda isn't much for the sweets. And then my man Kazuma, he had it down bad. I was I was like, man, my man going through it because he didn't seem. He saw an old girl with with yeah. her, her brother, but her brother was standing on Yo, a ledge, so he looked was super mentally tall. Mentally
1: fucked for the yes. next twenty four hours.
0: Yeah, like he's floored, speechless, couldn't even. I was like, "Damn, my man, really going through it right now."
1: Overpouring drinks, not playing games, just laying in bed thinking. Um, probably over pouring the coffee. I don't remember what he was doing at work, but at some point he was just continuously pressing the buttons for machines for drinks to come out of the vending machine. I'm like, "There's no way you put that much change in the machine. What are you doing? You broke it."
0: it yeah, it might be one of those ones where like, you just have like an account set up, and then you can just keep ordering as long as money in your account. Because we have one of those at my work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, but yeah, so he did that, and. Chocolates are in the office, they, they're given out, and because we still in the days. Um, so Suko took, he took his chocolate and he confronts her, and she sh- shoves her homemade chocolate with vodka down his throat. I thought that was funny too, because I'm like, it kind of led me to believe because she was like, "Oh, I like water, so now I'm thinking about that, that vodka water bottle. Was that really water, or was that really vodka? so I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. She's a little different.
0: She is real different. So Takada is back and uh, he has chocolate and Igurashi's thinks it might be heartfelt chocolate and she's kind of concerned. And he tells us from a client's wife and he gives her she gives him her homemade chocolate and he he likes it. So then through Sakurai, she goes to check on uh, Kazuma and she gets some chocolate and he's like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is a Curtis kind. And she's like, it's the thought that counts. I know I can't make homemade chocolate, but it's still chocolate. And he's like, he's like, well, I just saw you with that guy. He's like, oh, you mean my brother? Looks like someone got the wrong idea. (laughs) And so, they they end up like, I guess, cleaning the air there. And then, Iguashi, she goes and hands Kazuma a report, and he's like, Oh, this is the most I've ever seen him smile. And oh girl changes the the situation with the quickness. <laughs> so she's like, Oh, yeah, well, this, that, and the other. Uh, so she changed the subject. And next one Grandpa Hearts Iguashi. <laughs> it starts off with a text from Grandpa about dolls and Sakurai wants to send him a, a picture and then sends him like a feudal picture and grandpa is mad. So you didn't tell me he was dating some lug and.
1: know he came over immediately. Yes.
0: And then so uh, we find out that it's Iguashi's and Takeda's birthday. They share the same birthday, which is weird. Uh, Well, what's really
1: weird is that they didn't notice already, considering she's been there for a year already.
0: I thought she was there for two.
1: Yeah, she's like so. Like this is her. No, well, she's been there for a year already. This is her second year.
0: Okay, yeah, but um, I mean, sometimes you don't you don't really know. I, I I myself don't go around advertising um when my birthday is so. So then they agree to get gifts for each other, and then Grandpa shows up at the store, and then they have some words, and then they go out drinking, and, drink and Gramps asks her if they're dating, she's like, "Nah, whatever." She's like, "Oh, do do do." So then Grandpa goes sees a movie, and then this movie gives him like a whole revelation about stuff, and he's like, "He he texts her, who are you?" <laughs> and then he goes fishing and Takata's there. So then they go on like a whole I gotta out fish you and it turns into that uh male ego driven conquest of stuff. So so that happens and it's like a they go to Baton Cage and they they do their and they just continue and then we they end up making amends and we find out that she's twenty three.
1: Yep. I thought she was like yeah. 19, but I, like then I thought about it. I was like, oh yeah, college.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, so. so then I yeah. thought this was another interesting part. She can't put eye drops in her own eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she gets to talk to to help her. He's like, really? I know how to do that for yourself.
1: Oh, and so I, then- also, I also noted that I think Grandpa's uh, voice actor is Blackbeard.
0: Yeah, well on um in the dub version it's uh grandpa from Kenichi. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh, and yeah, in the subversion version is, I believe it's Blackbeard. Cause the la- you, you can tell from the laugh. Yeah. Um uh. I, I I will talk about ReZero, switch things up a, a little bit.
0: Oh, you know, I wasn't wasn't on the way done yet. No? Yeah, because uh Later on, they go and they're going all getting dinner, and uh, Sh- Iguashi getting picked on by some people, and then Grandpa and Takeda comes in and handle them. So that was it. Last little blurb.
1: Yeah, that little. So that little, that little bit of uh, five minutes. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. All right. And we move on to ReZero and then Irby can end us off with some T O G.
0: Mm. Sure will.
1: Mm. Okay. The permafrost of Elior Forest. And in this episode, Amelia is talking to Pandora, and Pandora is guaranteeing Amelia, they're like, hey, you open this door, I'll go. No problems. No smoke. And I'm like, yo, is she telling the truth? She could be telling the truth, but she's a witch. Can't really trust her. And then we find There's out. nobody. Amelia. If she imagines the key, the key shows up, but only Amelia can do that cuz she is the chosen one for the door. And then Pandora is like you have two paths ahead of you. One where you keep your promise and try to get what you want and it's very difficult. The other one you break your promise and you can save be assured that I go away. Everyone lives. Well, Amelia decided to keep her promise. And Fortuna shows up and it starts attacking the witch. And um Uh Pandora's like, You der- you certainly are her mother and Fortuna's like, I'm not her mom. I can never be her uh her great parents. My brother and his wife entrusted her to me. I'm just like I don't really I still don't get the whole mother thing, but okay. And then, like, found the witch was just toying with Fortuna mentally. And Goose, uh, Battle Goose showed up. And, like, he was such enraged that, like, he thought Fortuna was Pandora and ended up stabbing her with unseen hands. And I don't
0: he, think he's, I don't think he saw her as Pandora. I think she, she, like, projected herself as, as, um, Pandora or F- Fortuna, you know? Probably. Because she did that because earlier she made, um, made Amelia look like her and Fortuna smacked her. So
1: that that's what I foreshadowing to what was about to happen later.
0: Yeah, that's I think that what may have happened I yeah, don't know.
1: It's highly likely.
0: It's possible but not improbable. So Correct. Yeah. That's I thought so. it was just worth mentioning.
1: So um, Battle Goose realizes that he ended up You know, hitting Fortuna, which dealt her a very fatal wound, and Fortuna is trying to tell Amelia goodbye, and Amelia kind of sucks it up to try to ease Fortuna's pain, and Fortuna is just like telling Amelia that she's proud of her, blah blah blah, and that she'll always love her, and she calls her Millie again. I'm like, come on, man, it's puck has to be Fortuna, I think. I don't know.
0: Who knows? I don't
1: know. And then, um... Once... Um... Once Fortuna dies, Pandora is like, well, now that she's dead, you can make the other choice. And Milly is like, what do you mean? Like, Well, you were keeping your promise, but now that she's dead, there's no real point of keeping a promise, so go ahead and open the door. And then Melee Mili- Little Emilia just went nuts and just kept saying die. And like, boom, yeah. ice. And then she's like, whoa, unexpected. Die, boom, ice. What are you doing? Boom, die, ice. And he's like, oh, okay. I can tell you're in a bad headspace right now. And I'm not going to get what I want. So I'm going to go. And sort started freezing the whole forest and freezing herself. So we find out Amelia is the reason the forest froze over. Yeah. And um, Pandora... Basically tells Beto Goose, hey, let's go. Every what you did was for love, and like Betelgoose kinda like loses his mind he's like, Yes, love, 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 love. And then he starts laughing. I'm like, so this is when Beto Goose actually laughed. Okay, a little error in the titles of the episodes, but alright. Yeah. Um, so then we go and uh, we find the uh, is asking Amelia, I was like, hey, we'll t- 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 see everything you did could have been avoided. And Amelia's like, I have no regrets. Didn't you see what Fortuna said? Mother Fortuna said, like, she was proud of me for keeping my secret, uh, keeping my promise. Yeah. So, we go back over to Subaru and the others, and they're basically deciding how they're gonna split up, and Rom throws a diss at Garf and Otto, and Otto was about to complain, but it seemed like... Did they cut off for you?
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: Like, Otto was like, oh, come on, that's not... And then they were just walking. I,
0: I think it did. Or he cut something short. I don't know.
1: Okay, so they go over to Roswald's, um... Where Roswald's at, and he's fully dressed in paint again. And we find that Otto actually left quite the impression on Roswald. And Subaru went there to get Roswald to surrender. So, next episode. The beginning of the sanctuary and the beginning of the end. I'm actually going to... Steamroll this episode. Or at least the flashback. So, Echidna... ...meets Roswell and Roswell's suffering from, like, magic deficiency or something. Like, he's overflowing with magic. And Echidna slips him the old tongue... ...to, like, suck out the excess energy. And yeah. they kind of... That's when they kind of became, like, a band of four. So it was Berogu... Uh, not Berogu, I'm sorry. Roswell, Betty, uh, Ryuzu, and Echidna. And they are just kind of their own little crew... Um, Roswold and Echidna and presumably uh, Betty were, or Ryuzu too. They were all working on putting a barrier around the sanctuary to keep um, what's the, what's the guy's name, Hector the Devil of Melancholy, away. Yeah, and they were running out of time, so running out of time. They decided that's how Ryuzu decided that she would be the core and that's why she's in that crystal in the the present and Subaru is telling Roswell all this in hopes that he will surrender, but Roswell's like, what's that gotta do with anything? And he's like, Can't you uh see that like people are not as weak as you think? Like, no, people are all weak. And this is why I can't fold because weak uh, feelings are weak emotion or weakness feelings are a weakness and I wasn't really understanding what Roswell was trying to do but what I did get out of this was that Roswell has been alive for 400 years. Yes and that does make that makes no sense to me I get why Betty's alive for 400 years. she's a spirit reuses life for 400 years because she was created and she's frozen in a crystal. Echidna is... I don't know if she's alive. He's a
0: witch. She's a
1: witch, so... I don't know what Roswell's deal is.
0: Mm, I don't know either.
1: But um, Ryuzu was the first person Betty lost. And, like, Betty really cared about Ryuzu and was not okay with this plan. Um, Roswell, after we go back to the present, tries to smooth-talk Garth back to being against Subaru, but Earth is like, nah, I rather back the guy who said he believed in my strength than the guy who betted on my weakness.
0: Yeah, for me to stay weak.
1: Mm-hmm. And then um, Amelia finishes crying in the the ruins, or whatever it's called. And that's the end of that so We go to the next episode, titled Reunions of Roars. an yeah. interesting title Okay.
0: I mean you know it's kind of evident
1: <laughs> alright so Garth said know. he'd go to the mansion and Garth has bracelets or something to boost his power he says I'm already as strong as around but with those I'm even stronger and then apparently Reinhardt has a saying about himself but did you catch the saying because I missed it and forgot to go back
0: what uh no there was a
1: saying with Reinhardt's name do you remember Reinhardt no. The guy from like um, season one that saved yeah
0: the, the night yeah. I remember him, but I I don't remember the saying.
1: Yeah, it was something to like eat, put people's minds at ease, and Subaru was like, "The guy is still alive. and He already has a saying about him." Yeah. And so so, um, so we're going back to the mansion. Um, Rom had to reassure Amelia that Super or Subaru cares about her because Amelia came out and she was like do you think Subaru meant um, that he loved me? Do you think he meant it genuinely? And Ram's just like, I can't answer that, but I can assure you he cares deeply about you. And then Ram explains what they were doing, and Amelia's like, I have to be strong. And I, Ram actually acknowledged, acknowledges Amelia's strength and tells her, like, this would be the first time that I bow my head to you and Genuinely thought highly of you and I'm sorry for that so then Rom now trusting I guess to look in Amelia's eyes asks Amelia to save Roswell because he's become delusional from the witch and Amelia just being the person she is is like you've been there all along how could I say no even though I'm not really sure what's what's going on yeah. And my boy Roswell shows up and tries to sweet talk Amelia to go against Subaru, and it's like, nah. is not using me for his own will. is just Subaru because Subaru cares about me, no matter yeah. what.
0: He even tells me the bad stuff I do too.
1: Yeah, he's he was even hard on me when I I needed him to be hard on me, and then he always supports me. So now I'm gonna show you. So Amelia. She went back into the the room, right? She went right back she went straight back in there to do the second draw, didn't she?
0: I think she did, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we, we flash forward to Roswell tells Rom to stay there. Uh no motherfucker. Rom goes and follows Roswell to Ryuzu's uh crystal Crystallized Ryuzu. And Rom's basically like your life is mine for the taking, but this is not how I want to take it. So, Roswell reveals that he's the one that attacked Ram and Rem's hometown. And that's the reason Ram lost his horn, uh, her horn, which really confused me. I was like, so, if Ram knows this and Roswell knows that she knows this, is their entire relationship just based on her one day going to kill him?
0: I have no idea, but I was like, He like, yeah, you pledged fuel to, to me because I'd stop your rampage or whatever um, she was going through. And so uh, I was like, oh, well, that's awfully nice. I guess. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of weird, but continue.
1: Yeah, so. And then Rosal was talking about, like, die by the thing you live by. If you live by the sword, die by the sword. If you live by magic, die by magic. If. You make a deal with a devil, die by that devil. And like so that's when he reveals the, the twins thing. And he decide, and we find out that he actually uses the crystal. Because I thought he was going to free Ryuzu. Now that like, so mm. much has changed. But then we find out he's been using the crystal Ryuzu's in to summon the snow that brings out the great rabbit. Yeah. And Mm-mm-mm-mm. Rom's like, oh, I'm not alone. And my boy Puck comes out.
0: And I'm yeah, like, what like, the Puck. fuck? <laughs> I was like, Puck's here.
1: <laughs> You're everywhere but with Amelia. What the fuck is going on, my dude? Yeah. And the attack on the mansion is on. Federica is fighting Red Hair Assassin Lady, because I forget her name. Petra is looking for Betty. Petra acts Subaru's... I Elsa. It could Always. be Elsa. Yeah. Um, But Petra, like, is starting to lose faith and, like, just calls out for Subaru, who turns out behind him. It's like... It's like, are you going to go up there? It's like, nah, bro. If I go up there, I'm dying quick. But I got I got back up. We cool. And then Garf comes in to save his big sis, who's big sis. And he's like, should I be calling you big bro? And she slaps him.
0: I thought that was a funny touch, too. <laughs> it's like, big bro.
1: And then he's yeah. like, but you got to beat it, sis. I'm going to need the focus if I'm going to um, beat the bitch in black. Yeah. And I'm just like, OK, all right. I have less questions than I usually have, but I still have questions, and I need the next three episodes to get answers. But I'm, I'm good for now.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh man, <laughs> big bro. That would made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> big bro. So, mm-mm. Oh, yeah, man. good, good episode, good chapter. I was like, puck, puck's back. They work. It's like. Yay for Puck.
1: So now that I feel like I feel like Puck maybe Puck is Does that make him either a free spirit or like is he contracted to Subaru now? I have many questions about Puck's uh involvement in all this.
0: I feel like Puck just
1: Because he broke his contract like the, with Amelia, but he's still around. Does that mean he has a contract with someone else now?
0: Maybe Maybe he doesn't need a contract. Maybe he can just do what he wants to do, that but is- like the contract with Amelia helped bolster her powers or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. We will. So yeah. Good times.
1: A little e- T-O-G,
0: de- de- my dude. Yes. Some Tower of God. So. Tower of God, Season 2, Episodes 262 to 269. Uh, so, we get here, and... Yuri tells the door she to stop beating on Rachel. Bam shows up to check on Rachel. Corian is talking to someone, and, and says, Tell Maduro Rico, if he wants to make a deal, wait till after we get off the train. And she will do as the elders say. So Evan overhears her, and she asks why she doesn't want to go to the hidden floor. Bam. And she and he asks her, does she know what's on the floor? And she's like, the evil sleeping that Jihad left there after becoming a god. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to get interesting. So then the group meets up in the parts, and they just decide to split into two teams, uh, into two groups. Uh, Yuri takes Kun in and Dorsey to fight the big monsters that will spawn all going to the floor. And everyone else deals with the little monsters. And they attack together in a group. And Rachel gets attacked and her monster protects her. Kun's group defeats the boss monster and the hidden interest room uh, of the past opens up, but isn't actually open. And... And then um, Wang Nan is being told uh, by Karaka to uh, summon Veol. He doesn't want to do it. So Karaka threatens to kill, missing. And Wang Nan notices the ring on his finger and asks to, ask to talk, talk to him alone for a minute. But he doesn't. Uh, Wang Nan tells him he has one like his ring. And then we flash to Hockney. And Hockney wants to talk to Bam about Rachel tells her he has a strange feeling about Rachel and he feels the energy of death and the band's like okay well we'll just keep an eye on her so then Karaka stopped crushing them to talk to Wang Nan and Wang Nan tells him he has the same ring and it's and it's from the red light district also that he has no recollection of that certain place and Wang Nan was raised by a nanny he didn't know his parents The ring she gave him was a token of being a prince. She dies one day and tells Wang Nan she's sorry for not raising the king's seed as well as she should have. And my man Wang Nan thought that she loved him, but she was just doing the job. Uh, So then an acquaintance of herds came by and told him that the ring was an important key for him to climb the tower. He said if you ever meet someone with the ring, only ask him to confirm it. And Wang Nan asked him about the red light district. And why they uh, share parts of the same key? He asks Karaka, and Karaka asks Rana to show the ring if he wants to know the truth. And he's like, "I can't. Rachel has it." The door opens. Bam and company confronts Karaka. Uh, Yura thinks Rachel's come to save her. I'm like, "What a joke! Rachel didn't come to save you." So. So Bam goes to say missing, and Karaka attacks, and then the Master Key activates, and all the stuff starts turning loose. So it happens. Uh, The door starts open. They all get sucked in. They go unconscious. Bam wakes up alone and gets attacked by some creatures. Khan defends the other. Rachel is also separated, and Hockney is kind of sick from being there. And then... And Dorsey, she's like, I gotta get to Bam. And this is where she uses her instant transmission to get to Bam. And she ends up going to Cun. <laughs> and they all fall. And Rachel and Yuriha encounter a scale, whose job it is to show yourselves equally. They call a scale of pass. And they generate uh the place where you need to go, as well as your sworn enemy. And uh King's Cradle. Bam doesn't have a pass, which is He's like, oh, this doesn't compute. So Bam is under quarantine. And I have to say, I think Endorcey comes to save him, and you get a little bit of the jihad backstory. He knew he was going to become a god-like king, so he saw the place where he could leave his half-human self behind uh, on a train. And he received a mirror of the past as a, a gift from some person, and Well, I forget the guy's name They gave him the gift. But once you gaze upon the mirror, it it stores your current self. And he stored it in the last compartment of the train, so you must clear the whole train to get to it. And then you find out later that they, they live in the mirror and the spell of oblivion is cast on the room, so you can't mention it or else everything goes away. So no recollection of it. And there's only, we found out there's only two keys to open up the room. Jihad has them, and a train administrator should have them. But somehow, my boy Bam has the key. So, huh, interesting. Is Bam the train conductor? Who knows?
1: Bam's just OP. That's what Bam is.
0: Yeah, I know. I was making a little joke. So then, kind of Hockney Fall to Rack, and the snake eats them, and Rack's like, I gotta go save them! And then my man Rack immediately proceeds to get eaten, and someone saves ma'am and endorses for being crushed, and it's Ho Sung Yoo. And he's like, I was waiting a long time for them to show up. And then Rack and Kun talk, Kun wonders if there's more than one way to get to the hidden floor, because he's like, how did Rack get here? He didn't go this way. And Rack's like, I, I missed Miss Black Turtle, bam, so. <laughs> and then and my man Rack came up with an idea to attack from the inside of the little snake person, and he makes him spit it out. And my man Hockney drew a picture of Rack and is protecting it from water damage. I thought that was funny, because Hockney's like, oh, it's a talking crocodile. <laughs> and then so the medium, the wand and Mistral, uh Leads them to the place, and Hockney wishes the turtle safe passage. The turtle's like, he wishes safe passage to see, and the turtle's like, I live in an apartment, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Which was hilarious. So, we find out that most people get summoned to the town and not the door. So, for whatever reason, cunning them ended up there. And everything there is composed of data, and you might run into your sworn enemy. And a person is generated for each one that uh, looks at themselves in the mirror. Most of the time, it's it's a powerful enemy or a rival you want to defeat. And Rack's enemy is that monster that they face, the snake. And Hung Sung you guessed that, uh, that they were there to see the young jihad and wants to help them. And we found out that there are specific conditions for leaving. And sometimes the person you see is yourself, uh, is your sworn enemy, so. And you have to eliminate your sworn enemy to maintain balance on the floor, so. It will come back through at some point, you might have to fight, depending on how good or evil you are. And your sworn enemy instinctively knows where you are on the floor at all times. And you could sense your sworn enemy as soon as you've seen him. And then Bam's like, what is that? He's like, oh, what's that over there? And then he gets a feeling, and then V.O. shows up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at V.O. here. And Kun sees Flash of Kun's group, and you see a place called The Fruit of Good and Evil. It surprised people in quarantine for, for evil and dangerous deeds or people that upset the balance of the floor. I'm like, oh, that's where Bam is. I didn't even have to know. And they have to clear stages to progress, they have a good and evil monitor in their pocket. and monitors and sends your sworn enemy after you uh, if it goes too far evil. And so Bam starts fighting himself. And Hung Young-soo had a whole trap waiting to stop the And Bam saves him. Like, come on, Bam. Just let the man die. I don't know why you did that. So... Bam, bam bam, says him. Bam asks Vio why they must fight. He's like, can't we just work together? And he's like, no, catch these hands. And so he says, I will kill you. So they they fight, they exchange blows. Bam doesn't want to kill himself. A, a new giant soldier appears. Ho Sung Yu says they should flee. And then a person shoots Vio in the neck with a tranquilizer dart. And refers to Bam as, is that the hero we're waiting for to free us from this place? And that man's name, yeah, that man's name is Batis. So, Kun ends up meeting with Sachi and Boro, supposedly. They're the heroes that will save them from the evil. And evil isolated in the fruit of good and evil. Uh, So, D is the head of village. Kun feels that this is a requirement for the first stage that they have to do all these missions and quests are re- retri- required to receive good D points. They change clothes and start the quest. And then we flash to Bam and Batis, says Bam must be a, a threat if they summon the captain of the guard. They arrive at the, the shelter. Batis says they have to escape before the heroes complete their quests. Batis was a former wandering minstrel, which is, you know, interesting. And we found out that the big breeders are the administrators, like rankers. And then one day Baddis saw the truth, and that made him lead a, astray from the, the the big breeders. And what he saw was they were beating up a random citizen one day, and then erase his memories again and beat up, and the citizen began to immediately praise the people who were just beating him. So Baddis created a song to expose the truth and the more and more the townspeople listen, the more and more their, their, their memories return. And soldiers were sent to destroy towns and reset memories. And then they trapped them in the fruit and they cut open his mouth like the Joker. So you could not sing any longer. Then they curse his daughter so she could never learn to speak. I'm like, that's unforgivable. Yeah, that's And the sounds- breeders, yeah, breeders can adjust data. And so we flashed to Kun's group, and Rack says, he doesn't like that sneaky look on Kun's face, and it makes him nervous. And the big breeder is the person that watches over the mirror, Jahaj lapdog. So I thought it was already ominous to mention that V.O. was shot with Batis, uh, tranquilized and dark. And he's like, oh, he won't wake up for a few days. I'm like, oh, anytime you say you won't wake up for a few days, he's May waking up, up in a too. few minutes. Yeah. yeah. And so so that happens. Uh, yeah. And then they are located in, in the seats where they're allegedly safe and no soldiers can enter. And then they speak at the exit found and it takes about a day and they say, bam, can break through. Ho Young Sue says it would take about a week for them to clear, and he's like, a genius can take two days to complete. And Bam's like, oh, we gotta get there in a hurry. It'd be two days, cause he's he knows Kuns on the on the scene, <laughs> and so Flash to Kuns group they completed a rank mission and they fought an octopus. Like Kun, he went from doing like what I think it was D or E ranked. And he's like, oh, let's just do this one. Let's get this. hurry up and get this over with. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, hmm. And so Kun uses his bear to fight an octopus, but it's not at full power because Beta isn't there. And I find it funny because the big breeder's like, oh, his thing can handle that. But it's like, I'll adjust the power input so that he can't handle it. And so I'm like, ooh, okay. And so I end up destroying Kun's lighthouse. And then V.O. wakes up, and they get attacked by soldiers. And Bam uses his his thorn to stop V.O. And so he's like, that's enough of that. And that's where I ended. All for Tower of God.
1: Oh, it's getting good, Irby.
0: Yeah, it, it's getting real good. All right. I, do you have I'm anything you
1: want to
0: note about it? Nah, nah. Sometimes bam just does crazy things. I'm like, bam, you should just let him kill the guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, guys, that's gonna do it for this week's installment of Herbal Synergy. Uh I had something to say. I just dropped it. But hey, man, like, comment. I hope you enjoyed. And we'll catch you next week, purs
0: Peace.